0: for it, but here it is, the Bourbon
1: and Brothers
0: Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, uh, newly internet-having Hofgamp. What
2: well, I could not think of a better title. Um, I've had internet this whole time, <laughs> in case you all didn't know. It's just I got a different company now. Um, but how's it going, guys? I hope the podcast gets better from here.
1: Kevin's here too. I also have internet <laughs> and um and things. So welcome. I'm happy to be here. Kevin
0: knows how to work the Bluetooth, even though he still has wired headphones. I don't, um,
1: I don't know how to work Bluetooth.
0: <laughs> I showed I you, how to, use, no, how, you d- how to use.
1: No, you. No, no, you soup. No, I. In that moment, I was a boomer, and you were a Gen Zer. You basically just said. Move. I'll just do it. And I then said, you did go it. To the search
0: and ha- bar and search blue and it comes up. <laughs>
1: you handed me your how. you handed me your earpiece, I put it in, and we went on with the podcast. I don't I don't know anything. It's like teaching
0: Lauren how to play Euchre, just teaching you how to do Bluetooth. Well, does she does really she not insulting. take notes both
1: from a the video
2: lab? like a uh, friend of the pod Daniel Graham does?
1: <laughs> <laughs> did he play one he hand grams. of Euchre? He did, over he did the, not. <laughs> Um that's awesome. But he
2: said he watched a 5 minute video which took him 20 minutes to watch and he took notes and uh, on everything. He took copious notes.
1: Hubcamp okay. and I remained undefeated <laughs> over our draft weekend. It's not true. Yuku.
0: You're very defeated.
1: We didn't lose a single game. game. I also had what I honestly believe is the greatest walk-off sports moment sports adjacent moment of my entire life in our last game of Beer Die. Where Huff Camp and I were deciding nice, on what our celebration was gonna be if I did <laughs> what I did and I just looked at him and said, We're doing armbar, not chest pump and he's and he started talking and I just threw the dice in the air, watched it ricochet off the table and went, Game. And I, I've never felt cooler in that moment. You've i have never just,
0: been cooler. Uh the that was the turning point for my day though, <laughs> most, most days turned uh, at beer die in some capacity so i chugged the rest of my beer um laid down on the sofa outside and then i was like i'm gonna go take a nap and then i woke up with Hovecamp watching me sleep and he goes, good morning. And it was like 5 p.m. <laughs> and I was like, why am I naked? Uh, that was so You were naked when I got our, <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, so that's how the weekend went. Uh, just so anyone's interested. And then I walked downstairs and Campbell was cooking. It was um, fantastic. Goodness. Let's do stuff. Really well. So, Let's do a podcast. Really well done. Let's drink some bourbon. I am actually drinking two different bourbons tonight Ooh. because I wanted to do a little oh. compare and contrast. Uh, they are a, Heaven Hill 6 Is it Jacob Pretty distilling?
2: <laughs> it is not. I have two cups.
0: See, I have two glasses. I mixed uh, things And you together. can see w- which one looks right? better. Which the one, one better?
1: in your left hand. Yeah, I was That's thinking true. the one on the right looks a little darker. It looks darker, yeah. right? Uh,
0: so, very great thing for the podcast uh, content <laughs> right there. Um,
1: Sweet so, visual question, Glenn. Visual
0: question. Um, so, uh, the, the one that looks a little lighter is the heaven hill six year uh it's the green label it's like 25 dollars or so um kind of hard to find because it's allocated for some reason um but it's not bad it's not bad it's pretty thin um and i wanted it to compare to the heaven hill bottled and bond that i have um that is seven years old and so um the six year a little bit lighter on um on the proof as well as one year younger. But it's also half the price um however in the comparison here uh while the the six year does give you a 25 five dollar value i wouldn't pay much more for it but the heaven hill bottled and bond which is actually seven years old um 100 proof obviously uh because it's bottled and bond it does also return about a $50 value. And so while it is double the price, it is double the quality to me. Um, so I'm, I'm finishing off the six year now so I can get to my nicer stuff um, with the seven year. But now- This I is a
2: similar thing. I walked into Easter uh, with my family this past year and was immediately shoved like two glasses of bourbon. Um, and he was like, look at these, look at these, look at these and compare them. And it was much like the way you're describing it. One was a little bit lighter- Uh, I think one was five years, one was six years. They were both Maker's Mark, and they were both like regular, just normal Maker's Mark. But one was, you know how you get the ambassadorship, and you just get a regular Maker's Mark? It's like a single barrel. Well, sure, but like, it's regular Maker's Mark, but it's it's yours. So, my uncle retired, had, had a regular Maker's Mark stamp put on a regular Maker's Mark bottle that says like, Happy Retirement from like the 80s. And... One year less of standard Maker's Mark was a world of difference. I would have probably paid an extra 10 dollars for that. I, I think they have mm. skimped on quality in the last twenty five years.
0: I mean that's fair. The you drink some when Kevin and I drank that thirty uh, year old uh, Blanton's um, that was bottled in nineteen ninety one. It's not th- age thirty years, but it was bottled in nineteen ninety one. Comparing that with today's Blanton's was yeah. night and day. Yeah. Um, so yeah the, yeah, the 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 older stuff is completely different than what's being produced nowadays
1: you know there's actually a a group of um, makers mark bottles that are i think worth money as a collector's edition i can't remember how how long ago it was might have been almost 10 years now but they moved their regular standard makers mark from 90 proof to 80 proof Um, and people went nuts people were like okay we've been fine paying (laughs) 10-year-old bourbon prices for a 5-year-old bourbon just because it has the cool wax on it and the caramel flavors are delicious and it's so consistent. But you can't reduce it by adding so much water that it's 10% less proof and charge the same amount of money, and they were. And Maker's Mark responded by saying, guys, glad you noticed. This was a fun little trickery <laughs> we did. We're putting it back to 90. But those 80-proof <laughs> those 80, 80 bottles of Maker's Well, you know, Flynn would call that drinking water, and most of us don't like stuff that's that low proof. um, Those are collectors' bottles now because they they were only eighty proof for like six months or something. It's like like New Coke. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's a lot like New Coke. Well, there's
0: actually I can't remember what the bourbon is. Pepsi Crystal. Remember, moving forward, uh, a well-known bourbon I can't remember what it is though um, is going to be bottled in seven hundred milliliter bottles. Just moving forward same price but they're taking 50 milliliters from you odd
1: just so odd. what do we call it like we call it a fifth the, the, the do best I call that a sixth? the best the best like buy a, used to be um, when i was first getting five? introduced to bourbon in the early 2000s <laughs> the best buy used to be Evan Williams single barrel because it was a 25 year old bourbon that was 10 years old now it's a 33 year old or a 33 dollar bourbon that's 8 years old um and it's just not it's just not as good, so no one buys it yeah. anymore, but it used to be the best bottle to buy in terms of value so interesting,
2: interesting. all that fun side side chant um side chatter there Kevin uh I believe you are consuming whiskey as well
1: I am I am consuming whiskey i um as, as always as <laughs> always uh i i i as I was telling Flynn, I had a bit of a rough day at work today, so um, as a slight treat to myself, um, and s- emphasis on the slight, um, I have opened a new riff, uh, which is a Northern Kentucky product. It's the New Riff Single Barrel um, Barrel Proof Non Chill Filter, or in this case, it says without chill filtration, oh. so it's WCF. Um, and uh, it's a, but you know, it's a barrel proof single barrel pick that was done for Crescent Springs Liquor by my house, and I really like. The barrel picks that this guy does—it's 108.9 proof. Um, you know, New Riff is good stuff. They—the um, knock I have against them is that they charge sixty-plus dollars a bottle for a four-year-old bourbon. This was more like eighty dollars a bottle for a four-year-old bourbon, which is a lot to ask. But I was willing to spend it because I trust this guy's picks. I got to try it in the store. And um, as a single barrel, barrel-proof selection, it's fantastic. Uh, the flavors here are excellent. It's very caramelly. Um, it's got a ton of, um, of that oak flavor you look for, but in a way that's not overly scotchy um, wood-flavored. You get a ton more of the um, really nice... Caramel kind of notes to it. I'm really a big fan of of this pour. Um, so I cracked it tonight because I had it on the shelf. The shelf's getting a little full. Time to make some room. And um, you know, this is probably a uh, the least impressive bottle in my collection, but is uh, is a very high quality whiskey. So some of the it.
0: single barrels are really good from New Rev. Yeah. yeah, the single barrel that we we did with NKU uh, as a fundraiser for the not athletics good. department not good. was atrocious. Yeah, not good. Like I, like you paid $100 for it because half went to the school for a donation fine. I was like whatever we'll have a little logo on the bottle. It'll be fine. It's a new single barrel. It was bad. You, Four years, like, years old as I well? Haven't, I haven't... I tr- yeah, four years. And and the reason it's bad is because they also auctioned off the right to pick the barrel. And so some person bought the right to be the person that chose the barrel and has no taste in whiskey. And so uh we got a bad bottle of whiskey out of it. Yeah, it was bad. Excellent. hov what are you Yeah, so out?
2: um I was at uh good old Total Wine, probably, baby Kroger liquor. You never know where I'm at these days. Um but I stumbled across... Uh, generic liquor store <laughs> generic in Generic liquor store man. in Louisville. Um, but as you guys know, Russell's Reserve 10 Years is uh, one of my favorites. We've talked about the Knob Creek 9-year. Um, if anyone would ever find it, we maybe would be able to enjoy some Henry McKenna 10-year. Um, and really, anytime you can find that higher age for that lower price, I feel like you get a quality bourbon. So what I have stumbled upon was Bullet 10-year, um, which is, mm. you know... Aged twice as long as Fantastic. Kevin's for and costs barely more than half as much. So anytime you can find that, I think it's worth it. Um, what I especially like about this one is the it adds some of that extra oak, obviously because you have it aged for a lot longer. But um, like the signature bullet is still there. It's, I feel like bullet's kind of a, a quality but more everyman type of flavor profile, um, and so this is like a just a more quality version of that. The Frontier Whiskey. So, I think it's great. Bullet is Bullet fantastic. Is great. Um, but I don't...
1: The other day I was at a, at a restaurant and I asked for Bullet. They didn't have it and I settled for Knob Creek. That's how good I think yeah. Bullet is in compared to Knob Creek.
0: I agree. Yeah, Bullet's my go-to lower tier. Like, if you're going to have uh, Maker's Mark, uh, uh, Buffalo Tracer,
1: Bullet, I'm going to pick Bullet, actually that's probably a hot take it is over buffalo trace it's not at all over makers mark
2: throw in maybe some old forester trying to think what else would be
0: quality for yeah, that i mean the old forester hundred is is about there too way over Jim Beam. <laughs> way over. well
1: yeah <laughs> of course Jim Beam's <laughs> not even american anymore all right flynn what are we
0: doing tonight uh, tonight, we are going to rank rank some stuff um, that we're super prepared for, and then we're going to go into a game that's hosted by Kevin. Here we uh, go. Before we get here into we that, go. I do have
2: a quick question, because in one way or another, you could kind of...
0: Another one of these? Okay. Yeah, we said this was
2: going to happen. I, You guys know Fine. the question, and it was Fine. said in the text. <laughs> Hove, do a quick question. We don't need to spend time here, but I do think it should be acknowledged that we are in, like, this For a podcast like ours, where we talk about Lord of the Rings, Marvel, Game of Thrones, um, uh, Star Wars, all of the time. Three of those actively have shows going on right now. And that is She-Hulk, Rings of Power, and House of the Dragon. And I just think we should take
0: yep. it's like two minutes. Harry Potter also has movies <laughs> coming it. out, but we don't care. <laughs> They're about not them. doing shows. No, they don't. This is a show <laughs> conversation, Flynn.
2: Um, so, <laughs> Andor's coming out, but it's not here yet. So, we'll deal with that later. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know Flynn hasn't seen Rings of Power, but I think that still adds to the discussion of, like, what are we thinking? How are we prioritizing this? I don't know. Are you happy that this is happening? Are you sad that this is happening? I feel like you could argue that it is peak nerd for this type of stuff and also, like, the saddest moment of all time if you think that all of this stuff is ruining the works of the original um, stuff. So, I don't know. I just thought it would be nice to bring up and talk about how, you know, we know that we're late but we're acknowledging that these are happening.
0: I would say peak nerd was during 2019, I think it was, when the final season of Game of Thrones was happening at the same time as uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And so that to me was peak, like I'm in this. Um, And one of them, continued to pique my interest and the other one fell off uh, because of the content but to me it has not reached that level yet and like you said I haven't watched Rings of Power um, you specifically refuse. You be- refuse to watch. I Rings don't, don't refuse power. I'm going to watch it just after House of Dragon because I want my fandom to be stoked like it used to be and that means that because I don't know the lore behind a lot of this stuff because I haven't read the books I like to listen to podcasts and and watch content and I don't have the mental capacity to listen to that many podcasts on a weekly basis about two different heavy lore shows. And so I mean I'm listening to like 5 hours a, a week of House of Dragon stuff and watching the episode twice. I don't have the capacity to add another one of those on top of that while continuing to watch football uh and while continuing to watch She-Hulk and the other Marvel shows that are coming out that I don't need to wa- listen to extra stuff to understand are you enjoying She-Hulk D- the jury is out if you will um, <laughs> well, <your> puns <laughs> 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 i think it's doing exactly what it set out to do um i think the cgi is terrible but i think that the cgi might be terrible on purpose because of their leaning into that i i don't enjoy bruce banner in it but i enjoy she hulk as a character so we'll see where it goes i've only watched now three episodes
2: they've they've not gotten me to care yet um whereas i kind of went into this with the same open mind as miss marvel where i was like i don't know much about this let's see what happens and miss marvel i thought was fantastic um I think I don't think any show has really successfully ended well. So ending a Miss Marvel aside, um, I I just three episodes in and I'm like I don't know that I care. I'll watch it, but I don't know that I am caring about anything that's happening on the screen with She Hulk. How hot D? I'm all over that right now. That is uh, vintage, vintage Game of Thrones style uh, interest level it, for me. It,
0: it 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 is really really good. It has some drawbacks um and it has some some holes that are glaring but to me it is it is vintage like you said vintage game of thrones
1: so a couple things um in 2019 when infinity war uh end game and the um game of thrones last seasons was coming out so was the latest star wars movies um and Flint didn't bring it up because that's how little we cared about the Star Wars uh, sequels because that's how bad they were. So I think that's evident of the fact that all three of these shows, to me, um, are to me uh, are fantastic so far. Um, I really like. Um, I, I think they have. They all have flaws. All three have flaws. I've noticed. Um, but my, I, I have very, I have the fewest issues with um, the Hot D. Um, I think that one of the challenging parts is we're all falling in love with a main character who we know has just the most tragic death ever. Well, um, Flint, Flynn doesn't. <laughs> so Flynn so hasn't the
0: thing seen with, Game of Thrones. D, the the thing with Hot D is there are. Ways that you're gonna get spoiled. Like, I I know who people marry. I know in general. So so it's it's important to pick content and pick videos and pick podcasts and pick articles that aren't going to ruin that stuff for you. So and um, that's
1: my other point, Flynn. And this is this is. Please don't cut me off again. That was very <laughs> rude. Um, I I think that. Um, I think you're messing with the art, right? The one thing I hate about Marvel and the MCU is before a a movie ever comes out, or even one of the shows, you have one of these YouTube guys breaking down trailers in a way that they're intentionally trying to spoil everything or predict everything that's about to happen, instead of experiencing the art for the first time right away. If you have to listen to a podcast to understand what's about to happen and what's going to happen, the art is flawed. Um, What I love about Game of Thrones and some of these other shows and movies is that the art is so good that I don't want to consume other content about it until later. Um, I'm listening to a podcast, uh, shout out, um, uh, Pod Meets World, Um, it's, It's three characters from the original Boy Meets World cast talking about doing a rewatch of the show and talking through what was happening behind the scenes and on the scenes in those episodes. And I'm enjoying so much of it, but I'm enjoying so much of it now because I've consumed the art already. I don't want to have someone telling me what probably is about to happen or could be about to happen or in this case what's definitely about to happen and I think that it makes it worse. I just don't experience so, it the So same what you're way.
2: saying is the fact that I have read Fire and Blood makes my enjoyment of Hot D worse because I know what's going to happen.
1: I'm only talking about me and how I want to experience the show. <laughs> don't read books. Right? Just I, watch the movie. Kevin Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and it's not the I, opposite. Said.
0: I like to I, and and the reason I I got into this this type of of stuff the original game of thrones was because I like the theory building what's going to happen um and while there's you know spoilers you can still do some theory building around the story and that's what the the hot d is giving us is the story uh, some of these episodes are based on like one paragraph. Yeah, it is in Five It is one. very cool to see that, and so it's built out. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: it's really cool. So I, I think. So I, I just I don't I don't like the I don't like the listening to podcasts about all those pieces. I think that Hot D is the best. Um, uh, T-Rop is still early for me. I loved the first two episodes. I don't know. See, I, I'm, um, I'm skeptical
2: but open minded. About rings of power. I, see, point. that's
1: kind of where I'm at. Is it's like I I'm not sure this is actually what Gladiol was supposed to be, but I'm kind of loving it. Um, I really don't like the portrayal of Elrond, but I don't really know yet. I mean, like he's the, he's the flaw in the show for me so far. Um, haven't the main haven't flaw. loved.
2: I didn't love Durin's portrayal either, or any of the dwarves. Yeah, sure. There's, there were there were some issues um, that I had, um, but I think it was it was just kind of a sad setup. After, you know, House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones has changed so much about the scope of, of fantasy and right. protagonists right. and antagonists. And this is a much more cut and dry. You know, Sauron is evil.
1: The, the Elvis and the so I So um, my concern with She-Hulk is that she's breaking the fourth wall in a way that bothers the hell out of me and is very Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, like... You know, she looks at the camera and says, I know what you're thinking. This is not just another uh, cameo episode, but of course it is, right? Like, I, I'm not loving the way that the, it, the art is being portrayed, but I like the storyline so far, and I think that it's probably building up towards, um, you know, one of these big Hulk storylines, um, which could be awesome uh, for Hulk fans. So whatever. whatever. But I'm I'm like you like with Thor uh Love and Thunder. I'm having fun. Huh. I'm watching it and I I'm feel I feel fun. like I'm watching
2: it out of duty and I'm just not mad at the end of it. Like it's you know, it's, I'm not cleaning the latrines, but it's still my job to watch this. Almost it's kind of how I feel.
1: I'm enjoying it more than uh Moon Knight. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: Moon Knight is All awesome. right, on the note of
1: Moon Knight. Move on. Uh, Let's do
0: the things that you guys actually wanted to do. Starting off poorly. Kevin, do you want to talk about what we're ranking?
1: This podcast is rank. Ew. I do want to talk about this, because recently we ranked... Moon Knight (laughs) character. Let's do it. Recently we ranked (laughs) birds. And um, (laughs) Flynn... And others uh, drove to Columbus um, with friends of ours uh, who are in this fantasy football league with. And he, he like required his car to listen to our uh, podcast about birds. <laughs> and um, like in all things, no after one would choose I to listen it. to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. After you did it, no one would choose to listen <laughs> to our twice. podcast. But um, in these, in this case, um, these people were forced to listen to the podcast and then were like, oh, this is what you do? Every week you guys yell at each other about nonsense? Um, and then they, they had opinions. They had opinions about yes. birds. Um, this weekend I was having a very lovely time with family and my phone was exploding <laughs> with notifications from our group of friends having different discussions about whether we did birds correctly or not. And the, the tone and, and genesis of the conversation probably the wrong word turn to probably turn to dogs fictional dogs and definitely not the right
2: use of genesis but
1: move on it's fine (laughs) it's fine it's fine fine. Um, (laughs) i'm gonna think of what the right word was it sounds like an genesis of it it's not genesis but it's it's, it's it's an invisible touch
2: there was an invisible touch and we shifted to dogs
1: (laughs) okay um
0: (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about
1: dogs, so today we're ranking we're ranking the best fictional dogs. Now I was very busy today, and I mentioned I didn't have the greatest day. So some stuff happened in our group chat where that I don't agree with. So a decision was made that we're not ranking dogs; we're ranking fictional canines. Um, so there are yeah. wolf like creatures and foxes that are brought into this, and that's fine. I added them into my list. Very, but I had a really very few. I had a really, I had a really fine list of just dogs. Yeah. Um, but, um, I had one half dog, half wolf that I was hoping to talk about. So I'm glad he now counts. So we're going to get into the best fictional dogs and we're going to start with the, um, the order of people in this podcast who I believe have that dog in them. Um, and so Huff Camp, I guess you're going first. Um, and because you you spend the most time with your dog of the three of us, um, don't remind me. Lots right of time. Now. Um, <laughs> we're at <laughs> obedience training. One. It is ten weeks, so, which means
2: an hour and a half basically every single day. I have to train this dog.
1: Sure, sure. Um, and then Flynn, you can go second because you have two dogs and uh, love them both and want them both, and I have. Uh, one dog, so I'll go last. And I love my dog, but don't want my dog. So um, we're going to go Huffcamp, Flynn, Kevin um, for the best fictional dogs in a, this podcast is rank. This is uh, three of us, so um, everyone has a challenge card and a veto. And you can drink a shot of something to earn a second challenge, should that be something you need or want sure. to do. But as we what get going, Camp
0: shooting now—it's—it's it's not the Bushmills. Nah. Did you buy another bottle of Bushmills? Uh, no, I've got a shot or so
2: left of Johnny Drum, which
0: was—and
2: I have—and uh, I have Moonshine. Um, <laughs> I have moonshine. which I think it was allocated when I saw it at Kroger, and I was like, and it's made by Willett, so I was like, oh, this might be good. It was
0: not. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. it's been at depths for a while, and it because it's allocated, they put a limit—one yep. per person. And they didn't nope. need to do that because nobody – no no one person was – I mean, they got me. The they got me. I was like, <laughs> so oh, will
2: it? Allocated? It? Sure. <laughs> um, but I'm doing that again. Fool me once. Yep. So I, I may finish yep. it tonight. Yep. There's maybe two shots
1: left. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right, So <laughs> Fictional dogs and or canines. Who is um, the best one of all I, I
2: I know that canine and dog are technically not completely synonymous, but I kind of also didn't – can't believe you would have – avoided foxes and wolves in the first place. That would have just always assumed was going to be on
1: my list. I just had spent time already (laughs) looking at fictional dogs and have a great list. And so once it added in other stuff, I was like, well, now I have to go back, and we're going to talk way too much about dire wolves, I think, and other shit. So I I just really – whatever. I think think there's really only one dire
2: wolf that that can be on here. But anyway, um, I'm very passionate about my top four – the order of that, I'm a little less passionate on. The rest of them, I'm also less passionate on completely. But my number one is Snoopy. That dog is amazing. Very iconic. Um, has been a special sort of dog in my mom's life and passed on as, uh, you know, holiday specials through as, as a child. The comic strip is, is lovely.
1: Charles Schultz is a legend. Snoopy, number one. I am so glad you did this. Uh, he was also my number one and um, everybody growing up had a teddy bear they slept with. I had a Snoopy doll. And when Werther's chocolates, you'll remember this if you grew up in the 90s, Werther's chocolates every holiday had a different sampler pack of four chocolates and it came with a different Snoopy doll. One was dressed as an Easter bunny, one was dressed as Santa, one was dressed as Halloween guy or whatever. I have all of them. I probably have a collection of 50 Stuff Snoopy's, because I love Snoopy. I think he's number one by far. He's also the cartoon I can draw the best, so I love this pick. <laughs> Flynn's going to veto just to piss us off, but I think this is great.
0: Before you started talking, I was considering challenging, because I think Snoopy's overrated. Um, Thank you. is <laughs> number Kevin nine on my list. Wow,
2: get out of here. Eight Damn. better, do- Eight better fictional dogs than Snoopy.
1: I have, uh, in terms of tier-based drafting, I have one dog in tier one, Snoopy. <laughs> okay, um, so because I'm not going to win a challenge, I
0: am going to veto. You're a bad person. Number one. I know. Um, but back to back to hot D. Um, but I forgot to mention this. But Matt Smith has been fantastic. Just so everyone is on the same page, Matt Smith is my favorite Doctor Who. He's awesome. You just sent a message in the chat that said we should hurry
2: this up, and then you went back to hot D. So I don't want to hear you timekeeper being the one that keeps us long. You hypocrite. You snoopy hater. Put up who you think the best dog is.
0: Bastard. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Vetoed. Great,
1: Snoopy is number.
0: Oh shit, I can't do Snoopy.
1: You can't do one. Snoopy.
0: Uh, yeah,
2: uh, Clifford, Clifford is at ten. I had no chance. I'm- I didn't. I didn't rank Clifford. Clifford is overrated to me. And I, no, um, my, my, on, my like Clifford's four for awesome. twenty three is a hodgepodge. I was never gonna.
1: Kevin and put up number one. We number all know what I'm gonna do. It too a. Dog of all time. <laughs> I think I'm going to put the Beast. Hercules. <laughs> off of Flynn won't understand. Uh, he hasn't seen the sandlot. The sandlot? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> it's Parks and Rec.
2: Doesn't matter. He has yes. to challenge it's it, the and there's only one dog I had rated higher, and I don't care. I'm letting Hercules stand.
1: Yeah, only Benny the Jet Rodriguez in history ever got the better of old Hercules, and <laughs> he became their friend. He's infamous. He's phenomenal. Uh, Beast at one, Snoopy at two to start this list is phenomenal to me.
2: Yep. Snoopy at two. Flynn, you're up at three. Unless you're challenging either one of those. Go for I it. I don't like um, your odds.
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm i good. I'm good. You, you have played your cards already on the table, just like in Euchre, <laughs> and I'm like, like, like Yucre, never mind, won. I'm good. Um, <laughs> number number three. I feel like I won getting Snoopy off number one. Um, number three is Scooby-Doo. That would have been a very interesting challenge had you done that to Hercules.
1: Okay. Okay, Flynn. Flynn, okay. I have a challenge. I'm just deciding deciding between two. I really have... I, on my list of ten, I have one do. And and Scooby is not the do on my list. Um, I like I like oh, the other do better. He's, I, I identify with more with him. Um, I understand that wait, you like wait.
0: being short and stuff. I do. I like Scrappy, Scrappy do Did, on this list. He was
2: a thing on uh, Who's More Annoying? That was a thing I did on the benchmark. Scrappy Doo was like he won the most annoying character of all time. I know. Maybe Kevin he was didn't. the
1: maybe Kevin was the one c 3 po one Well, it was a benchmark. He just was <laughs>
0: so,
1: so this so there's a 90s superstar and a sixties fifties superstar on my list, and I don't know who to challenge with more. I'm gonna go with the nineties one and say I challenge Scooby Doo with Airbud. Gonna leave it hanging? Do you? It is a worthy. So, in terms of body of work, out, but. Airbud only ever adapts and shows up for his best friend. And Scooby Doo has to be bribed to do so with Scooby Snacks every single episode. He is a coward. Now, I love Scooby Doo, but he is not as reliable as Airbud. And he has a, so much larger body of work to be shown that he's not reliable, whereas Airbud, in limited screen time, is the man's best friend. Um, not only is his, is he his best friend's best friend, but the way he shows up and saves that one kid whose dad is the coach who's throwing basketballs at him in the gym after the, the poor performance in the game. Uh, maybe you've blocked that scene out of your out of your mind, but Airbud is a little messed up. if you go back and watch it as an adult, Airbud's a bad movie. Well, for the second time tonight, Flynn, fuck you. But I, I don't agree. But uh, Airbud is honestly less famous, but a better dog than Scooby-Doo.
0: Possibly he's yes, he's so Scooby-Doo is more famous. Um, he's more infamous. He's more iconic. He he shaped our childhood more. when in than the spirit of time, I'm going to stop you.
2: Um, Airbud is not even close to the best golden retriever of dogs. Um, That's also true. And, and Scooby, and the best Do, golden retriever. Scooby Doo was it too? Um, Scooby Doo is <laughs> definitely going to win this challenge. Uh, John Oliver actually did a whole web exclusive on Airbud and talks about how his his performance in the basketball game was maybe the most replaceable performance of all time. It should not be praised
0: because he's actually a detriment to the team. Damn it, John
1: Oliver, so, you thwarted my do, plans again. I do
0: not. No, he was never he's like that. Was, he's a 3 and D player that can't shoot threes. <laughs> like, let get out
2: of here. he <laughs> like four points and two rebounds. And the whole did, game you, game did you just send us the game. link
1: to the John Oliver
2: take? 100%. That's, that's what I was doing the whole time you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I did not care about this take. Scooby-Doo is number two. Three. I let uh, the beast be. I, well, he was number two on my list, with the beast being right there with him. Um, but no, Air Bud, not even, not even the best gold.
0: I think that's, I think that's
2: a
1: bad take. But okay.
2: Now it gets tough because do you challenge with things Flynn's never seen? Like us going against each other is going to be tough.
1: That's a good point because maybe <laughs> this is where you're at. Number four, then. Because don't have support for Airbud. Up the correct. Old Yeller is uh, is who needs to be here at four. Old Yeller um, is. Well, he's
2: I, I believe he's a lab, not a retriever. He is retriever. a lab. So he is a, a lab. Not not what I was going with, but
1: he is a lab. lab. He's a, yeah, he's I a was yellow thinking lab. Thinking of another. Um, so. My dog growing up was a yellow lab retriever mix, so he reminded me of both. Um, but Old Yeller, um, best dog ever. Best dog ever. Um, his greatest flaw was that he ended up getting rabies because he fought off uh, an evil wild boar against uh, that was trying to hurt his master. And and we you know things had to happen. Flynn hasn't seen it, but Old Yeller at four <laughs> okay. for sure. I have seen it. And it's if I'm
0: going with something from Kevin's generation, I'm going with Lassie, but I'm 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 cool with it here. I'm not gonna <laughs> that's, that that's an embarrassing take uh and shows how little you know about Kevin's generation.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old yeller at four. I I put it to you. I'm, I'm good with that. All right.
0: I'm not All challenging.
1: Right, Hove.
2: Which means that I will put up the best golden retriever at five then. And that is Shadow from Homeward Bound. Uh,
1: I had Shadow next at five. I'm happy with this for sure. Cool. The only thing I wasn't sure of was whether Shadow was a golden retriever.
2: (laughs) His his body of work, uh, and granted it helps that the character gets to talk um, throughout the movie. You get to hear his inner thoughts and communication. Um, but his body of work as a friend dwarfs a friend what
1: uh, and a mentor.
2: Do. As a, f- a mentor, just I mean, he, yeah, Shadow, Shadow
1: from Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey, fantastic here, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And now,
2: now is where I am. I'm in chaos mode, and I don't have a clear <laughs> I, I, what
1: for. Absolutely, do I want am too.
0: <laughs> anarchy.
1: I have so many more names. <laughs>
0: So and many. I, more dogs. They're
1: all such good dogs. They're such good boys. And I don't care, they're all good boys. I don't
2: boys. care. I don't care the order anymore. So it's just going to oh. be what am I feeling in the moment.
0: But uh, it sounds I like shadows up there. That. <laughs> I agree with that. That I I don't have an I don't have an order from here on out. Um, and I put Clifford up there because I knew you'd veto.
1: Hang um, on, real quick. I have used a challenge. Huffcamp's used a veto. And, I and you've challenged. used a veto and a challenge. I have not challenged. Bullshit you didn't challenge. You challenged with Scooby-Doo.
0: Nope. No, he put up Scooby-Doo. I just put him up at three. And you challenged with Airbud.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Cheater. <laughs> this is
1: how you... I I feel like I was asking a clarifying <laughs> well, question. Well, okay. We... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's cheating. <laughs> I, I, I will, you know, I will we, uh, <laughs> my moral my compass we is fine the, if it's being challenged by you, sir.
2: You you exploiting, uh, you trying to draw out our vetoes at the expense of the list is
0: playing with dishonor, so I don't really care if uh, Kevin fine. has tried to bend the rules. I can be a Daemon Targaryen a little bit. It's um, definitely not
1: cheating if I'm, I'm asking for clarify
0: questions <laughs>
1: about who has what cards left.
0: Let's just be very clear about that. Cheater! Uh, I'm just gonna go with how I feel, and how I feel. What I feel should be here is Ghost. I think there's more iconic dogs out there, but I think that Ghost is a badass direwolf and is an awesome companion. Certainly, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin dramatically grabs the. Ghost certainly gets the most screen time (laughs) of all
2: the direwolves, so I don't think there could be another direwolf that you put up here.
0: No, I mean uh, I thought about Nymeria, but she didn't get enough screen time, which she should have. Uh, okay,
1: because I think she could turn out to be more consequential than Ghost. I have t- before using a veto. I've taken my shot for a second challenge, and I will use it here. And hope okay, I'm counting on, I'm counting now, again, on you here. Okay. I'm counting on you here. This is this is fun. Then I I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm challenging Direwolf with half wolf. Challenging with Balto. Oh,
2: not the not the one I thought we're you were. Challenging going to... with
1: Balto. Now, my question is, does Balto count? Because Why he? Balto was based on a true story. Yes, it's
2: the Yes, Balto's fine. Then fine. I'm
1: fine with Balto, Balto is half wolf, half dog. Um Lived in a town that needed medical supplies for the children who were getting sick. And a group of sled dogs was taken off to get those supplies. And Balto was shunned from being a part of this sled dog companionship expedition because he was part wolf. He couldn't be trusted. And those dogs, those sled dogs got lost. They could not complete the mission. Guess who did? Balto. Because he cared about the children in his town because he himself was a bit of an orphan. He didn't care that he'd been shunned by these people his whole life. He made it a point to make sure that the children were okay. He did the unbelievable. Balto is...
2: This this movie you would have thought was when the winner of Academy Awards the way just...
1: Balto was working Listen,
0: Kevin in Bingham a world we wolves. Balto was outsiders. working with less than ghosts. <laughs>
1: Ghost did great things. Ghost deserves honor and should be on this list. But but Ghost was a massive direwolf who had incredible you know powers and things. And in this case, Balto wasn't. Balto was working with less than ghosts and did as heroic things and saved the lives of children and many. I'll put Balto against Ghost, because on my list, Balto's 6 and Ghost is 7, and that's important to me for some reason right now.
2: I think I would have preferred White Fang to Balto if we're going to do I hear you. Wolf-Dawks. I understand. That's an interesting choice. Balto's
0: better. Um, does Teen Wolf count? No. no. <laughs> Why would that impact <laughs> this decision either? <laughs> It doesn't. It just came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> if we're doing half wolf. We're, we're, can we do half human, half Flynn. wolf? Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's
2: if, if White Fang and Bolt are both <laughs> half wolf, full dog. So that's, that's an important difference. It's not 50, <laughs> but he's got that dog <laughs> in him.
1: It's but- like bourbon and whiskey, right? So, so Teen Wolf is not fifty one percent canine. Um, <laughs> come on, Hov. I'm, stick- the right I'm sticking with Ghost. Come on.
2: Yep. I don't feel that passionate about Balto. Um, I would have... You know, my list is chaos, so uh, White Fang and Balto were in the teens, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, Ghost was
1: in the non-teens. I love Ghost. I really wanted a, uh, a moment to make an impassioned argument for Balto. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's fine.
0: And you put your moonshine where your mouth is.
1: I did. I did that for sure.
2: So that was you challenging Flynn, which means, Kevin, you are now up at seven.
1: Airbud! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right, challenge. Balto fang (laughs) white fang (laughs) or just fang 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 from harry potter
1: oh come on taking a major character versus someone who's basically a minor character and you're gonna appeal to Hufcamp's love of harry potter
0: i'm appealing to his love of hagrid and the nature that it represents and fang is hagrid's go-to number one sidekick You can say, oh, it's Aragog. No, it's not. Fang is his sidekick. (laughs) Who was making the Aragog
2: (laughs) argument. The spider?
0: (laughs) I saw saw a spider (laughs) glimpse
1: in Kevin's eye. He was like, it's Aragog. If Uh, there's anyone who comes (laughs) to Hagrid's aid as assistant more than anyone, it's Harry Potter, but sure. (laughs) There
0: are two sidekick animals in Harry Potter that mean anything. And it's Fang and it's Hedwig. And when Fang is trapped in that <laughs> you house You are disrespecting on fire, Buckbeak.
1: You're disrespecting many things. I mean, I, I think the... Buckbeak is fine.
0: But when Fang is stuck in Peter that house... Peter Pettigrew a the house is on fire role in book
1: six. In the books and movies. <laughs> it's
2: Ron's right-hand man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fluffy. Right. Uh, um, serious, serious role in the first book.
2: Which also, when no. I think. I feel like we got to get ahead of this. Sirius Black, aka the Animagus, doesn't count for this list either. I
1: Feel like it should. <laughs> he was totally going to put yeah, him up later. Should. We do
0: cats. When we do it's cats, good. I'm definitely doing McGonagall. So <laughs> that's why cats suck. McGonagall doesn't. So you got to you got to jazz up
1: that list. Uh, Fox, the Phoenix, a pretty significant pet in Harry Potter. Um, I wouldn't consider Fox
0: a pet. Well, you're an, an idiot. More of a. <laughs> It's not a pet. Is he a Could his clearly double torso no, face no, has agency? No, no, he's agency. right. No, he's Uh-oh.
1: right. No, let's, let's give Flynn it. this. He's not a pet. It's an animal companion to a human. <laughs> it's Airbud.
0: Feel like my argument is wrong. my argument. Airbud. Airbud makes list. Whatever. <laughs>
2: I don't like either, I, I don't like either one. Fang is.
0: <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at Fang and
1: Beethoven. Okay. Airbud makes list at seven. No, I
2: don't know. Airbud I, I was fine with Airbud. I did enjoy that movie. Uh, I was I was almost gonna challenge f- for the sake of ridiculousness. Now I don't.
1: All right, Hope, you're uh, up again. What are our
2: What are our What are our thoughts on package deals?
1: No, it's got to be the dog. I mean, I'm willing. They're I'm willing ducks. to listen to an argument, but Old Dan and Little Ann. No. no.
2: From where the red fern grows, you can't have one without the other.
1: I agree with that. I fucking love the reference um, <laughs> because what a novel that wrecked our childhood. Um, yeah.
2: I think it's the first time I remember like crying from a non-like injury or sporting event.
1: I had a bigger emotional response to watching old yeller get shot than where the red fern grows, but it's very comparable. Fair. Um you got to see that. I never
2: I didn't see Where the Red Fern grows first. Um it's definitely the first time a book made me cry. That's fine. If we can't do them both, the shout out has been issued and I will move on with my I life. put
0: I did not put to- Todd and Copper together. I only I did not either. They are uniquely different
1: in my opinion. They absolutely see, are they, that's they, Fox they, and Hound by the way for they those are. listening.
2: Uh, old Dan and Little Ann, like literally, one dies because the they can't live without. Yeah, the no, other. it's it's a really interesting
1: pair to put together. I would, re- I respect the out. Oh, I'd sorry. like you to spoilers
2: for where the red fern grows. <laughs> sorry, Flynn. <laughs> yeah, I've never sorry, seen Flynn. It. Thanks for it's spoiling it. It's a book, it. I was it's a book watch it tomorrow. There's no okay. <laughs> you could read it in a day because it was like
1: for fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I would like you thing. to. I would like you to make a different <laughs> choice. I love the shout-out. out. Fine. You can choose Baltimore. Um,
2: at the at the expense of like going too far down the list without putting one of the two most famous Disney dogs. I think I'm going to just do Goofy.
1: This is an interesting debate.
0: Is it is it problematic that Goofy is a dog and also dogs are pets in that universe too? Yeah, prove but that's to not me what we're discussing.
1: prove to me Goofy's a dog. Go.
0: So it's, there is an argument that Goofy to, is a cow.
1: Prove to me Goofy's a is dog. A cow? Yes.
0: Yeah, it's well. Goofy's girlfriend school of thought that Goofy's a Goofy's dog. Goofy's girlfriend and
1: a cow. is uh, Clara Beth, who is a cow. Um. And in 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 Mickey lore, uh, Mickey Mouse dates Minnie Mouse, Daffy Duck dates Daisy Duck. Goofy the dog dates the cow? This doesn't make any sense. Prove to me. Prove According to me. According to the, the
2: Disney Wiki, he is an anthropomorphic dog. Originally dubbed Dippy Dog. That was his like other name. I I I don't know that I can yeah, prove to you yeah. that this animated character is a dog, other than to say that Disney says he's a dog.
1: That's my problem with it. Is that if he wasn't categorized online, there is no proof that Goofy's a dog. Because the Mickeyverse has dogs. Well,
2: in that case, in that case, there's no proof any of these are dogs.
1: <laughs> no. Pluto, it just Pluto in lives, dogs. Pluto there lives we go. in a dog <laughs> house. Mickey is a mouse. Oh, I could Daisy live in a dog. Goofy is a goof. Goofy, a a Goofy <laughs> identifies as a goof. And oh I don't want you goodness. to start telling Goofy how to identify because the internet says so. Goofy himself identifies as a goof, not a dog. So Kevin,
2: Kevin, are you vetoing Goofy or are you saying he doesn't even qualify? I'm for saying the he list doesn't because because I'm, I'm, I'm saying Goofy
1: doesn't here. qualify for the list.
0: I think that's for Goofy's a goof, not a dog. Disagree with Kevin. Goofy counts. (laughs) And I'm not taking a shot to to challenge. I
2: did not expect that to be the big
1: sticking point for Kevin. He identifies Uh, as a goof. He
2: doesn't identify as anything. He's just goofy. He was created in like the 30s.
1: In the Goofy, Moofy movies, he describes himself as a goof, not a dog because there are dogs in in the Mickey Universe like Pluto. Does Kevin know that
0: goof is not a type of animal <laughs> or a gender? Like like that's not a thing. What's like, pe- I, I can also identify as a goof, but that doesn't mean that I'm not a human. <laughs> goofy the dog.
2: I'm, I'm nominating goofy the dog on uh, number eight for this list Great. i will kevin I will veto it yeah <laughs> fine i'm sorry but, <laughs> but I'm just sorry. know that your logic is somehow worse than that horcrux's it's discussion absurd. it really is yeah <laughs> uh flint uh, i believe this goes to you now
0: yeah i'll uh i'll put it i'll put up clifford the big red dog
2: Challenge with blue from Blues Clues. Oh, interesting.
0: <laughs> oh, what a, what a good challenge. Great it's choice. Red versus blue. Red or blue.
1: <laughs> I like Louisville and not UK. That's, uh, that's, uh, that sends me red. I like Thomas More, which yeah. is blue, versus. Oh, wait. I went to Illinois State. Can you give us your
0: best Blues Clues impression?
1: Can you sneeze, Flynn? <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, say, where's Flynn sneezes when you need him? <laughs>
0: no it's when i blow my nose oh that's what it is um
2: (laughs) yeah but but clifford is a big red dog blue you actually are taller than so i don't know you know you're you've got the whole short complex already um do we need a dog of obscene stature to really drive that point home who are you talking to i'm talking to you you get to decide this yeah but
1: you're insulting me and making an argument which seems like a really dumb thing to do
2: that's fine. uh that's fair. Blue
1: Skues is a
2: childhood. Oh, I don't. You don't need to uh, make an argument. It's, it's blue. Blue Skues wins. This okay. is fine.
1: <laughs> Absurd. Absurd. Didn't make my list, but I love it. It's fine. Uh, Sam likes Blue Clues.
2: I I put this. Uh, I showed uh, Allison, or I'm sorry, Quarantine my list, and she had, when she saw Blue Clues, she was like, "What about magenta?" Stop it. And I was like, "Stop." <laughs> I was like, "I've got like 24 dogs on this list, and you think I need to do secondary dogs from like." <laughs> Loose? The the hell out of chance? Do you like, think
1: Chance is not making this list before Magenta? Are you kidding me?
2: Yeah, I had Chance way higher, too. Yeah, um, There's going to be some... There's gonna, there I'm are so many
1: Uh Kevin, you're up at nine. Nope.
0: Magenta.
1: Oh, yes, I am. Yeah. Balto, nine. Yes. <laughs> Balto! <laughs> and Flynn can challenge... If he takes a shot. I can, or Hove Camp can. Or I
2: could challenge if I take a shot. I will tell you right now, I'm not challenging.
1: Play with your no, I'm not Play with your it. beard, you silly man. It. All right, 10. Hove. The 10th best dog of all time. And why isn't it Marley or Lassie? Because I don't particularly
2: have an emotional tie to either of those Neither dogs. Neither
1: do I. But people love those dogs.
0: I've never seen Marley and Me. Well, you are surprising no one with that take. <laughs> You've just you're just avoiding crying. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> like, let me
2: guess: this family loves this dog, and the dog doesn't live as long as the family. Yep.
0: The end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Might be an oversimplification, but you know, you get the well, gist. While of you while you that, consider Hubcamp, Camp,
1: I have a question. Are you considering Max? From the Grinch? No. Great, great question.
2: Max. Because that would be the one that I had thought about putting on the list, but I don't think he stacked up. No. Max are you talking about? I
1: am going to challenge if you don't pick the one I I have have in mind. uh, Max from the the dog that was a uh, companion to a soldier. I and mean, then the soldier dies, and Max comes back to the U.S., and the soldier's brother has to then tame the dog, and it's this beautiful story. Uh, no, not even a little bit. I am considering... That, didn't that recently come out? Like in the last 20 years recently? Yes, Flynn. In the last uh, five. No, Channing Tatum did something with a dog. Yeah, in the Channing Tatum
0: recently. did very similar.
1: Um, so, we,
2: I mean... I'm just going to start rattling off some names. I don't know which one I'm going to do. I've got Fantastic Mr. Fox, Todd, and Copper uh, all sitting right Bolt. here. Staring at um, Courage the Cowardly Dog and Wishbone as great options. Pongo. Um, Ooh, Pongo. You know, if you're going to patriarch 101 Dalmatians, that's tough to mm. do. Um, and you know what? Pluto is definitely a dog and uh, is pretty iconic. So those are the ones I'm
1: really mulling over. Bolt thought he was a superhero so much that he risked his life to save his owner. I
2: think I'm going to do Courage the Cowardly Dog. At 10.
1: And Flynn's going to drink and challenge it's, it's with... It's
2: challengeable.
1: It is Whoa. not, because
0: that's the one no. I had in the <laughs> No shit. I love Courage <laughs> the Cowardly Dog. Oh, my God. In that case, I challenge. Let me take a shot. <laughs> the,
1: ten, the 10 greatest you dogs on the of all time are number one, Hercules the Beast, two, Snoopy, three, Scooby-Doo, four... Old Yeller. Five. Old yeller. Shadow from. <laughs>
0: Can you not read your handwriting? It, they're all. In, you, <laughs>
1: so you chose them in different orders than I had why them. Why do you
0: have one post it note on top of another post it note? For notes. We have had such great success with me being the note
2: keeper by typing. I don't know why Kevin needed to take this onto himself. Because Flintol is he a speed has up. a
1: Flint-tool smaller post it note on top five of a bigger post it note. Five is Shadow. Six is Ghost. Seven is Air Bud. Eight is Blue from Blue's Clues. Nine is. Balto and ten is Courage, the cowardly dog. Those are the Bourbon Brothers podcast best dogs and or canines of fiction oh, of all time.
2: Who who did who shout outslighted?
1: Shout outs, uh Beethoven, uh Wiley Coyote. That and, uh, one that Copper. was one I did not think of. I really feel like people love Lassie. Like people, people talk about Lassie, and we're gonna get some Lassie hate. Lassie's like the friends of this list. Like people love Lassie. I don't care about Lassie. I don't care about Lassie. Lassie could have been two or could have been ten. It it, it could have been
0: anywhere on that list. Not I made
2: I made twenty four dogs. Wiley uh, Coyote was an, an oversight, but um, Lassie was not. Not on the list intentionally. I don't think Lassie is, is all the all the way. Right. Also, uh, Jacob pretty's fun fact, the E stands for Ethelbert in Wiley E. Coyote. Excellent. Excellent.
0: <laughs> cool. All right. I know. <laughs> Are you guys ready to play a game?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's play a game.
0: I'd rather not, but okay.
2: Let's. Based Play a game when I, when you guys told me to do it, it didn't go well for you too. So I feel like this could be and vengeful and I'm not excited. So
1: okay, so here's <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm not looking forward to I don't want to be on the, the losing end of both of them Here's, either. here's this here's this silly game <laughs> I came up with. Pretty, um, you can put it in the drop whenever you want. Uh, in this moment, um, we can call this a game, or we can call this a new segment. That's Sort of like our version of Would You Rather. Uh, Would You Rather is kind of a lazy segment. We've tried to avoid it. But in this case, there are some Would You Rather things that have come to my mind. Like I've never heard them before at any other place. But they've come to my mind in the way that I honestly have strong beliefs in the ways that both arguments are right. So the rules of this game are simple. I'm going to provide you guys with a, a scenario. And you have to choose one or the other um you can't agree and so you're gonna have to go you're gonna have to go in a specific watch order watch us
0: you're gonna have to go in an
1: order and so we're gonna we're gonna do uh we're gonna we're gonna send it to the number to just dis- i agree that we can not we're agree. gonna send it to the number to decide who is um hang on let me write
0: i don't like that can we do something nope. else
1: other than the number, yep. I've written the number down. We <laughs> just alternate I I who goes no, listen, first. Listen. I've written the number down. I put it in this envelope. Um, we're gonna do the number. What if we do it twice. Where are you gonna mail that? Well, you, just you, know
0: how much how? you don't know how much stamps You don't know. You <laughs> don't how know to how mail
1: the mail works. Okay, here's how it's gonna work. <laughs> Whoever goes first the first time can't go first the next time. Then you guys are gonna alternate. So the number question at the beginning is gonna be determining who gets to go first, or if you want to defer. I have a series of would you rather type questions of which I am sure 100% I don't know the right answer. I could go either way. I honestly have wrestled with it in my head. Your job is to convince me that your answer is the right one. So it's it's in some ways who can argue better, it's in some ways who chose the right the right one to go but on uh, uh, so it's a debate class after an hour exactly but i honestly in every one of these <laughs> also, cases that,
2: also can we just point out too that these have uh, according to kevin anyway only existed in his mind so these are would you rather we're about to like kevin's about to just present his mind that he's not shared with anybody to us and it's, uh, I mean, they more scared. For not not, they're not. Like, the very they're not like. They're not
1: difficult. <laughs> like I don't know history, but I understand. definitely don't know Kevin's the, brain. You'll, you'll all have thought about these things before, but they're ones that I have not come like. I hope so. so I'm. Flynn likes to say Kevin is confidently wrong about everything, or he's right. Like in no case am I ever this or that about anything, and I'm telling you these are things I am this or that on. I cannot decide. If I which which answer I would give, so Hofcamp, camp, you're the oldest. So I've written down a number. I want you to text me either the number one or the number two.
0: Why don't you just why say do I it out have loud? To text you? I want you to te- <laughs> I
1: want you to say out loud the number one or the number two. We always do texting. I don't know. Say out loud the number one or the number two, and that'll determine whether or not you win the coin toss. And then I'm gonna guess which this one is he gonna says. be.
2: This is gonna be like a proper. Like, 1970s game style, because the host is wasted. Just doesn't understand how any it works. <laughs> I will, I <laughs> will to mouth I will kiss, kiss, kiss them both of you by the end of the night. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm picking number two. The number is one. Great. So, I defer. You defer. Flynn- damn damn Flynn it, deferred. I lost.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, so, I have to argue number two now? I think number two is a great number. And it really should have been the number you chose. You no, know. no.
1: Flynn defers, which means mean, on, on the first answer, you get to decide the either or. And then the next time, Flynn gets to go first. So you won the... I-
2: we have got to stop letting Kevin run his game.
0: This, this setup is... This
1: fun. feels like a really easy <laughs> thing. And you're...
0: Hove Kevin came and was a guest speaker in my class. And he, he said to my class, he was like, Flynn says that I'm confidently wrong a lot. And so he revealed a lot about himself. He also gave the piece of advice to my class about interpersonal communication. Quote, know when to shut up. <laughs> In his defense, he did just shut up to let you say that. So, that's he fair. He did. That's
2: fair. And, but I do love just, how he's about to blame us for know. this taking forever. Like, we didn't understand the premise of the game the first 15 times he explained it. <laughs>
1: Are you ready? I'll wait. Hove <laughs> Camp.
2: On with the chlorophyll. Hove
1: Camp. Uh, and whoever wins each one, the other person takes a drink. It's important premise. Okay, Hove Camp. If everything was equal in the world, and you got to decide uh, to be born into a world where you got a letter inviting you to Hogwarts as a wizard, or... You were enrolled at the Xavier School of Gifted Youngsters. Which would you prefer?
2: Um, I don't I think that this one is actually
1: Some of these, I'll I'm, say the answer is it depends. I understand that, but make an argument. So,
2: I'm not I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to I'm not excited to be at Hogwarts in uh, what is that? 19 2001. I can't remember the exact timelines but during the battle of hogwarts doesn't feel like the best time to be at hogwarts during the rise of voldemort's uh, second reign so if everything is equal and it's just like you just go to one of these schools though um i think the answer is is hogwarts because of the like diversity of jobs that you get to do like you get to learn about um herbology you get to learn about defense spells you get to really have solid career prep whereas um, Xavier School is all about hey this is just how you kind of get accepted and control your powers and that's not, I would much rather be able to have a more fulfilling experience as a way to try to assimilate and
0: be concealed yet also maybe part of a superhero team that I don't want to be a part of So sure it's assimilating but at the same time it's you have to hide yourself from from the quote-unquote normal world and and i'm coming from this as like my parents aren't you know magical or they're not mutants and so brand new world to me and so would i rather hide who i am to all of the world or would i rather go to a school that teaches me how to hone my skills and then assimilate into the world with those skills. So I would rather be in that Xavier world um, and, and learn how to hone my unique skills to better the world for everybody, not just better the world for a specific group of people because you're trying to keep it secret.
1: This is an interesting argument I did not expect because in my mind, The Harry Potter children end up instantly in a world that has... Everybody's exactly like them, where they can learn magical powers. Uh, But they have to work at it. Whereas the mutants are shunned consistently... um, From a, like, significantly... You know, almost, you know, racism allegory situation... And, but they only can ever get better at their one thing. Whereas, so it's an interesting choice. Uh, you you both did an interesting job with those arguments. I.
2: Flynn doesn't believe his, by the way.
1: Uh, I think that's probably <laughs> true. That. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Well, you did a good job for now. Yeah.
1: So again, this isn't like the reason that the <laughs> reason this lie. is an interesting game for me is we it know. isn't it isn't um, who do, who agrees with me more because I genuinely have strong arguments for both. Um, I'm mostly grading your arguments, so I will I will give Huffcamp the nod, but I thought that Flynn gave an interesting take that I didn't expect because I don't necessarily think that that's I think it's sort of anti- antithetical to how I view the two worlds. But okay, interesting. Huffcamp gets one win. Flynn takes a drink. Flynn, you were up first in question two, which is, if, if our universe was both the MCU and the DC universe, so if, if all things related were the same,
0: that's a lot of catastrophe. Sure.
1: Uh, my question, Let's be my honest. question to you we're is really, well, think about it this way if there's no other catastrophe, and you got to live in our world as one of these two humans, this is probably a better argument. Would you rather be Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne? Is Iron Man the billionaire genius superhero, or Batman the billionaire super genius superhero? Which of those two actually forgetting all the other storylines which is better writing which is not who are the better secondary characters who are not those specific characters alone if you could take up the mantle of one of the two and had all their money and all their gadgets and all their powers and all their knowledge which is the right choice the right
0: choice would be to be Tony Stark because Bruce Wayne has decided that his, his anonymity is the most important part of his persona. And so the opposite is true with Tony Stark. That opens up a whole new can of worms. Um, but the, the biggest can of worms is like, when your anonymity goes away, who is the person that can take you down? Who are the people that can take you down? Um, Tony Stark is dealing with extraterrestrial beings that he can defeat with help. I'm not convinced that that Batman uh, can by himself defeat Superman, and so he always has to be second fiddle. <laughs> then you to don't know who his Superman belt. is. Um, he needs he needs yeah, sure, a rock. There's. there's Kryptonite, um, but but it is it is Tony Stark is is the rock star superstar superhero, um, and that's who I would want to be in this situation. the The answer is Bruce Wayne, and it's really
2: for one thing because like both are you know quote unquote billionaire playboy philanthropist, um, both of them fit that, and but but only Bruce Wayne. Doesn't always have to be his superhero, so he that anonymity is forget protecting the people you love. He gets to be a human being, whereas Tony Stark is always Iron Man. Um, you see it a lot in Iron Man Two when he's you know Iron Man at the parties. He's a party gag. He's all these other things. At no point in time can he be anything other than Iron Man because.
0: Everyone knows who he is.
2: Everyone knows who he is. So there's always a threat coming at him. He always has to be ready. He always has to be on defense. And he doesn't get to live his life as a human because he is a superhero and a human at all. Like he's the superhero at all times. Whereas Bruce Wayne gets to be all of the things that, that Tony Stark is, except that not everyone knows it. So he doesn't have to be on guard at all times. He is, but he gets to also let
0: his guard down more readily except bruce wayne doesn't though he doesn't let his guard down he doesn't look just because the man needs doesn't, therapy too, doesn't mean it's not he is, he he is needs just therapy. hiding he's hiding who he is uh, the, uh, all of batman is him coping with this is who i am but i have to outwardly be someone else and so tony stark is like here you go this is me um, I would rather be accepting of who I am and, and outwardly project that to the world than it would with Batman. It's like, okay, yeah, he can he can take the mask off, but inwardly, he is still that person. He is still so, grappling yeah, with
2: everything okay. he, that he has needs, to do with He needs Batman. a good counselor. But he so gets yeah, he's to fake. have that life.
1: He gets so to. So I would rather give him be a, Tony give him a Stark counselor,
2: and he gets to be okay. all of the things. That Tony okay. to Literally, I'm cutting cut it off.
1: Be. Good arguments from both. Again, really well done. Um. Very close. Very very close. I'm gonna give the win to Flynn. Uh, based on an omission Didn't that. of the word. Didn't Batmobiles. That. Um, from Huff Camp. Batmobiles would have probably been a quick aside to say well of course it's bruce wayne because batmobiles um, in addition to all his very well oh, thought out okay, okay. Uh, let Fly.
2: me let me stop. i'm going to cut you <laughs> off right now
1: uh Iron Man suit, greater than
2: sign, Batmobile. one hundred percent. Like that was a losing <laughs> <laughs> argument for Camp. Why would I, I have made I'm, a stupid <laughs> <laughs> argument? Sorry for thinking that the person mattered in this no, no. and not his gadgets. <laughs> of which, again, Iron Man's are better.
1: I, I think I didn't even
0: go that route because I wanted to argue about the arguments. <laughs> like, like I think, both I think we both, both understood arguments. that the Iron <laughs> Man right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna come yeah. to
1: you, Camp. Staying in the Batman genre for a minute. Uh, this is an interesting one. So I'm in a universe where I uh, have two options for all of my television and movies forever. I can CBS. I can. Oh, I can only. <laughs> not, uh, only at four NBC's, o'clock. PM. <laughs> um, I can only watch Spider-Man content or Batman content. Which is the best content for me to choose for the rest of my life?
2: For the rest of your life, uh, that's pretty easy. It's Batman because Spider-Man is known as a teenager of which you will never be again. You haven't been for several, several years. Batman is the the elder, the as you age. Hang on, hang on, hang
1: on. I I hear you, but let me back up. Uh, Only movies, television shows that exist now. I can either only watch those forever of Batman or those ah. forever of Spider-Man.
2: Fair. Okay. Let me... So, no new ones are created. Mm-hmm. It's just what we have now. Current body work. Spider-Man, then. I will change. Because I think there's only one bad entry, and it's the it's Spider-Man 3, and you can kind of... Tobey Maguire being a Venom thing, dancing. You Once you get past that, it, the worst you're dealing with is mediocrity. Um, you get bad movies in a lot of cases with Batman. You get unnecessary movies coming out. You get everyone trying to be the next Heath Ledger at Joker and just getting more and more disappointing until... You know, maybe someone does it great, like Joaquin Phoenix does. But then you're like, "What are we even doing here? Why is where? Why is Ben Affleck Batman now? What is Robert Pattinson doing? Why do we keep reinventing these characters for universes that are bad?" I just think that that you will enjoy, and the shows I think you'll, the animated shows I think are pretty, pretty close to even. I think you'll have similar success in both of those, but the the live-action movies, especially, Spider-Man has fewer duds
0: and batman and oh i i disagree that the the animated shows are are even close the batman animated shows are, are far superior in my opinion but <clears throat> while so so the argument is do you want a plethora of content that is pretty good that you know 10 10 live action movies that are pretty good or do you want three phenomenal films that you want to watch over and over and over? And I'm choosing that. I'm choosing the, the phenomenal Christian Bale three movies. You also have the older stuff, the iconic Batman uh, <clears throat> with Michael Keaton. You could even watch George Clooney if you really wanted to. Yeah, um, no. No, you shouldn't. You don't have to. Uh, you can put that to the side. But I'm choosing quality over quantity. <clears throat> and so I'm I, taking I you're doing the quality. The no, I'm taking the quality at top. So the top three, I would take all three of Christian Bale's Batman movies over any Spider-Man movie that's ever come out.
2: If you are, for the rest of your life, going to be only wanting to watch dark takes on superheroes, fine. Watch those three movies over and over again. If you want a plethora of superhero content for many different moods, watch Spider Man because you're going to have quality for
1: multiple moods. So, the reason I think this is an interesting debate topic is Spider Man, the animated series from the 90s, is my favorite animated superhero series, period. It's best. Um, close behind it is Batman the Animated Series and those two are the best versions of their characters that have ever been made uh, to me Um, I do agree that the Christian Bale trilogy is phenomenal I also think the Tom Holland trilogy of Spider-Man are phenomenal Um, and the next best being the Sam Raimi Spider-Man and I don't know that I can say that I agree the same way about the uh, Val Kilmer, Batman. It's a very interesting debate because the body of work, though, in terms of animated, there is a ton of Spider Man. And all of it, except for the Spider Man, the animated series in the 90s, is garbage. Whereas all of the spin offs from Batman, the animated series, are really just sequels where they add in Night Week and other things, and they're all great. So, hesitantly, I will give the win to Flynn only because Huffcamp used a very invalid argument that the animated series are essentially equal, and they absolutely are not. The animated series for Batman is... A 90 and above always and the animated series for spider-man averages to a 50 and below that's my take
2: that's not garbage <laughs>
1: <laughs> flynn goes up next here's an interesting question flynn Would you rather be able to control your dreams? Like, every night you went to bed, you could decide what happened in your dreams. You believed it. It happened. You could have full control and autonomy in those dreams. Or... Lucid dreaming. Or... Lucid dreaming. Or... (laughs) If you had... Call Or you would...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a random word, you know.
1: (laughs) Or would you never be tired again? You could sleep as little as you want and never be tired again. Think about it. I'm gonna go pee while you think before you start talking. Flynn, you're, uh, Flynn, <laughs> you're gonna talk first. Huffkip, you're gonna talk second. I understand that. Go pee.
2: <laughs> Did you, he had to explain how order of one and two went again three times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but his advice is no window. No window shut up. up. Uh huh. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid is better advice that we should give Kevin. Uh, yeah. He can't even hear us because he doesn't have Bluetooth headphones. That's just fucking yeah, he's frozen down. <laughs> Stupid. Wait, so
2: first you
0: go one, I go two. Yeah. Explain that again, Kevin, because I don't think I got it the first 17 <laughs> times.
1: The prompt or the order of people talking?
0: <laughs> the order, the order what? that you've what? told Okay, you He went last times. time. You I go first this
1: time. It. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Thank,
0: thank you for the clarification. You're gonna to need to clarify next time too. Um, so my my option is to choose never be tired again, um, because while lucid dreaming's cool and all, um, the the ability to not need to sleep uh, is is something that I wish I had. Like I wish that I had that every single day that I could just wake up and not be tired, um, and get as little sleep as I need to, to get all of my work done and all of my social life done and all of my, um, you know, exercise done. I don't have enough time in the day sometimes to get all of these things done so that I can be rested the next day. I really wish that I never was tired. Um, and so that is my answer. I think it's the clear answer while lucid dreaming is cool it is not practical Um, not practical at all here's
2: here's something that's very interesting um kevin presented these as stupid debates that he has in his mind at all times but he never presented us with an option where he drinks if he's fundamentally wrong so I'm gonna propose that now, because the answer is so clearly, never be tired again. Lucid dreaming, what, oh cool, I, what spell I'm gonna to use to attack this dragon in my dream. Or, I get to do whatever I want, because I'm not tired, I have energy to do whatever I want. It is so clearly, never be tired again, that I refuse to debate this, and Kevin owes a drink. Okay, I'll take a
1: drink. In my mind, it is as interesting to me to take, to take the six to eight hours a night when the rest of the world is asleep, and explore whatever fantasy. This isn't the Matrix. You can't just learn karate in your
0: sleep. Like that's not how that works. But
1: it isn't. It is in this hypothetical, Flynn. Where if if I want to know, you didn't say
2: you were. You didn't say you were learning skills because you can lose no, your dreams. No, of course <laughs> not.
1: Control your dreams. Of course not. Learning skills in real life, but. If I could choose tonight to go to sleep, close my eyes, and wake up in the Middle Ages as a night and know that no matter what I did, if I got killed, I woke up. <laughs>
0: what a great choice.
1: I woke up and...
0: <laughs> Let's go back to where there's no running water.
2: <laughs> the f- the f- kind of <laughs> dr- dreams you want to be at? This is such a bad take, Kevin. I- <laughs> and if I, if I want to drift off into fantasy land, uh, there's no real world application. <laughs> You just were like do you want to have a real world application or do you want to
1: I think we uh, as humans go inc- to fantasy we land. as humans including including mm-hmm. the three of us spend a lot of time consuming content in fantasy.
0: And we would have more time to do and, that if we never so, put in the idea <laughs> so the idea was...
1: the idea that we could put ourselves into the story at night is the same as essentially playing a video game but you wouldn't nece- you, you couldn't die. I I think that's incredibly interesting to me. The idea of so, being able to join other stories or build out worlds or play around in in a in a space where, like that, I, I I genuinely can't decide whether I'm ever tired enough that I'm like, man, I wish I had those extra hours, or if I wish I could sp- spend time. Living out these other things that, from a fantasy standpoint, I I think there's I, I think you're Kevin, overlooking the value no. of fun and being able to control take yourself, yourself.
0: Back to when Sam was so bad with sleep. Oh, sleep! Would you still <laughs> say the same? You thing? You
1: don't need to convince me. Sleep is very important. I know.
2: No, 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 not no, 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 no. Never being no, tired. You, you, you would never. You it's would not about always sleep.
0: be just fully rested taking care of this child yep. that never sleeps or and then going to work you on could two just hours, hours of sleep you're go, just go to your medieval times at night after two hours of sleep and then get woken up by your son who's
2: crying in his crib and have to go take care of him then being tired the next day because you didn't get to spend any as time a parent in your medieval this is like I
1: I think super I think you guys you're are not d- a
2: parent and I think he's got the worst take <laughs> I, I <laughs> <think> Evan, <laughs>
1: take your drink and give us the last one. I, I took my drink no that's that the was last, the one. last I one I no. won three I want three. I'm not one. taking a drink for that bullshit. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Kevin does. I took, I took a drink. I'm I, happy with it. I, I think
2: it's. I've met, what was. Out of curiosity, without debate, what was the fifth? One?
1: The next one was going to be Would you rather be able to. Um, oh, This is interesting. Um, Here. <laughs> uh,
0: Thank you for doing the.
1: <laughs> would you rather. It, the, the handwriting is so bad, so it just oh takes a second to read Kevin. it. Use a f- <laughs>
2: computer.
1: Come, End us. End this nonsense. Would you rather be able to hear everyone's thoughts at all times? No. Or, <laughs> or control others' thoughts.
2: Much better. Much more practical. <laughs> also bad. Guys, I'm sorry. Kevin tanked it at the end. I <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> I did. I thought it would be better than the other one.
1: I don't want I to hear... Say, it's I don't right, want to hey, hear yeah. people's nonsense, nonsense. I want to make their one? nonsense
2: better. Would you rather Gosh. be the director... You're on a mission to civilize and you debate this?
1: Okay, here's a mission to <laughs> civilize question. If, if we get to reset the entire world... And you were chosen to direct either Game of Thrones in its entirety of content or Lord of the Rings in its entirety of content. Which would you choose to direct to fix and why? Well, everyone, you
2: guys did not ask for any of that. (laughs) We gave it to you anyway. Kevin decided to try to sneak in another one. We will not indulge him. Have a drink on us. And we will see you next week. Probably
1: in, probably in two weeks Based on, I have our releasing schedules but I'm not
2: changing what I say
1: it's fine I'm just changing what I say and just as a curiosity content. would you rather direct Game of, uh, Game of Thrones or would you rather direct Lord of the Rings
2: um, I will reserve judgment until both of the series that are currently out have
1: concluded interesting interesting
2: but off the
0: if it's Game of Thrones versus Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, the answer is Game of Thrones.